Open the Word of God with me this morning to 1 Timothy chapter 3. What a privilege to be in the house of the Lord this morning. It is a beautiful day. Do not let a few gray clouds deceive you. A couple thousand feet above us right now, the sun is shining brighter than it has ever shown before. It's just an illusion that it's a bad day because there's a few gray clouds between us and that sun, which is shining faithfully like it does every day by God's grace. The greater light that rules the day is still shining. But we have the Son of Righteousness to worship this morning, and He's always shining, and He's on His throne. He rules the universe. He has a rod of iron. He sits at the right hand of the majesty on high, and He's coming again for us. And the world owes Him their complete allegiance and obedience, and He will destroy all those that obey not the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what the Bible teaches us. In 1 Timothy chapter 3, because repetition is one of the important ways of learning. I want to remind you again about the gospel of Jesus Christ, what it contains, and how important it is. Because Acts chapter 2 is about the gospel of Jesus Christ. 1 Timothy is a pastoral epistle, one of the three in the Bible, meaning that Paul was writing to Timothy, a pastor, and giving him instruction on how to be a good pastor. And I read to you the last three verses of 1 Timothy 3. Beginning at verse 14, these things write I unto thee, hoping to come unto thee shortly. But if I tarry long, that thou mayest know how thou oughtest to behave thyself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and ground of the truth. And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up into glory. Verse 14, Paul writing Timothy. These things write I unto thee. Verse 15, if I don't get there soon, I'm writing this because if I don't see you, I want you to know how you ought to behave as a minister of Jesus Christ in the house of God. Sometimes I have emphasized to you the importance of the words house of God. Whether it was Jacob and some stones that he poured oil over and called it Bethel, house of Elohim or house of God in the Old Testament, or Moses' tabernacle, or Solomon's temple, or Zerubbabel's temple, we are today gathered in the house of God that is far superior to any one of them and all four of them combined the New Testament church of Jesus Christ. We're here. It's called the house of God. In verse 15, and the house of God, a local church like us, is to be the pillar and ground of the truth. The pillar supporting it, the ground, the foundation of truth to defend it and promote it and teach it in the world. What is that truth? It's the next verse. Verse 16, and without controversy, this matter is not up for discussion or debate The following six events are world-changing, are astounding, transcendent events. I have taught you this many times. I know that. But I want to remind you that what we are participating in this morning is very important. So verse 16, without controversy, there's no controversy about this matter. Great. And I want to emphasize that word, great. Great. What we have to cover this morning is great. 
It's very significant. It's very important. It's crucial. Great is the mystery of godliness. Why is it called a mystery? Because the world doesn't know anything about it. Pick up a New York Times today. It has 375 pages. It doesn't have one sentence of value in it because it doesn't deal with anything that's important in the world. This Nate is not important. Nate. I don't mean my son Nathan. Nate is not important. I don't care that there's four feet of water in the golden nugget in Biloxi right now. The owners of Biloxi, the employees of Biloxi, three years from now will not even remember the name of the hurricane that put four feet of water in the golden nugget in Biloxi. That stuff is unimportant. This is important. This is great. This is significant. And here we go. God was manifest in the flesh. The Lord Jehovah took on a human body to reveal himself in this world. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, shown that he was the Son of God by the Holy Spirit's power working through him. Scene of angels. The whole angelic host was involved in announcing the birth, being at the birth, his temptation in the wilderness, his ascension up into heaven. Scene of angels. Preached unto the Gentiles. We're going to see the Holy Spirit given today in Acts chapter 2 for the eventual preaching to us Gentiles to hear the truth of the gospel. Believed on in the world. Gentiles actually believe the message. And they turn from their idols to serve the living and true God, as 1 Thessalonians chapter 1 tells us. And then Jesus was received up into glory. Jesus ascended up out of this world into heaven and sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high where we have our older brother, the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, our older brother, the son of David, the son of Abraham, born to Mary, a virgin, legally understood to be the son of Joseph, but the son of God, sitting at his right, God's right hand and coming for us. This is what it says in 1 Timothy 3.16. This is not debatable. These six items are important. The Weather Channel has never had anything important on it. This is important. ESPN has never had anything important on it. This is important. And I'm asking you as the ambassador of Jesus Christ to you, embrace it with me today. Embrace Acts chapter 2 and see all that it is there and how it changed the world. We are part of the world's largest religion. 2.3 billion, basically one-third of the earth, 7.5 billion are Christian You know, 99% of them are heretical because they've departed from the faith given to the apostles as part of the divine plan and the divine prophecy. He said it would happen. But what power for that little tiny, the tiniest of nations of Israel, for the message of God to come down through them and explode to where the enemies said within 30 years they had turned the world upside down. They turned the world of the pagan Roman Empire upside down. This is the text that we get started with today. Without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. It's only a mystery to the world. They don't recognize these six things. They recognize stuff that doesn't matter. They think that they have a united nations. Would you tell me if this world is united right now or not, based on what's going on all around it? I will show you United Nations coming up in Acts chapter 2 where they are united by the power of the Holy Spirit and the gospel of Jesus Christ and they all love each other and serve each other and fight one common cause. 
for the Lord of glory, against sin, the devil, and the death. It's a mystery only to them. It's not a mystery to us. This is all simple and basic to us. Lord, help us to love it like we should and let it change our lives. Almighty God, our Father in heaven, we are sorry and we freely confess and humbly admit that our minds are distracted, our hearts are cold. We should be frothing with excitement. We should be euphoric in joy at the six things listed in this text. But Heavenly Father, we still have flesh, our bodies, our old nature that loves the world, that loves ESPN, that loves the Weather Channel. Oh Lord, forgive us for being so infantile, so idiotic, and direct our attention and direct our affection toward Thee and toward spiritual things. We thank Thee for the gift of the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank Thee for the gift of the Holy Ghost. We thank Thee for the angelic armies. We thank Thee that faithful men, at the cost of their lives, preached the gospel to us Gentiles. We thank Thee for Your work in our hearts to open them that we would hear the message from ignorant, uneducated fishermen from Galilee. We thank Thee that the Lord Jesus Christ was received up into heaven and You gave Him a throne at Your right hand, our older brother, our Lord, and our Savior. We thank Thee for these things. And Heavenly Father, we ask for Your blessing upon us today that we will lift these things up and make them plain and powerful by the ministry of the Holy Spirit among us and to us through Your words. From Acts chapter 2, be with us. Heavenly Father, forgive us that we're not as we should be and make us as we should be. Make us to love the way of your commandments. Make us to love the inspired history of Acts chapter 2. Heavenly Father, we pray for no less, for all sincere saints and true churches of the Lord Jesus Christ throughout the world, not only in this nation, but in all nations. Bless them as well, Heavenly Father. We thank Thee for America and that You have placed us here. We pray that You'll preserve this nation in spite of its wickedness, its confusion, its ignorance, its malice against morality. We pray that You would preserve it for the sake of Your people that love righteousness that are living within it. Heavenly Father, forgive us all our sins. Thank You, Heavenly Father, for every blessing that we enjoy daily. We love Thee and honor Thee this day. There is no God beside Thee. Any other God is but the figment of human imagination and hallucination. We thank Thee for revealing Yourself to Abraham, to Isaac and to Jacob, to Moses, to David, to Solomon, and to our brother Paul, and that they wrote down the things that You gave them for us to have, that we might have a divine library in which we can enter and learn the things necessary to please Thee and to profit our own lives. We're blessed abundantly. Heavenly Father, now be with us. Grant us Your presence by Your Spirit that our singing, our praying, our preaching, our fellowship, all that we do today will be acceptable in Thy sight through Jesus Christ our Lord, in whose name we pray. Amen. Amen. And amen.